Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. Hello and welcome to Lumber Connection. It's the week of October 31st, 2022, and I'm back in the studio with my regular experts, Justin Binning and Ken Timmons. Both Justin and Ken are from American International Forest Products, or AIFP. Welcome back to the podcast, gentlemen. Thanks, Molly. Hey, Molly. Happy Halloween. Thanks. I hope you both had some fun for the Halloween holiday these last couple of days. Did you see any good costumes this year? Uh, I got two baby nephews. One was a uh, T-Rex and the other was a pterodactyl. So oh my I'm biased. Goodness. Those are pretty cool. Cool. Yep. Very good stuff. My son uh, was uh, when is a giant Buster Posey. Go Giants. Nice. And uh, absolutely cleaned up <laughs> on candy. I mean, I've been through a lot of Halloweens. I've seen a lot of filled buckets and bags, but uh, nothing like uh, like this year. I think he he finished with twenty five full size candy bars plus additional uh, wow. stuff. Yeah. So it was a it was an absolute cleanup. Wow! Nice. I guess it's wow. a sign of a good economy. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> out full candy bars. I guess so. I don't know. We used to be the only folks on our block that did that, hand out the full size. But now I feel like a lot of folks are do, are going that way. So I guess so. An interesting time. Well, that kind of, I guess, from a market perspective, plays into what we're going to talk about today. So let's jump in and start with an update on the lumber market over the last couple of weeks. Well, I think the big news over the last couple of weeks comes out of the West uh, as the warehouser strike that is now concluded. Oh, seven day, right, yeah. Seven day yeah. weeks of... Uh, Warehouser union employees striking, um, trying to get a little bit better wage and benefits, which as of last Friday, today's Wednesday, so Friday, the offer was accepted and the strike ended. So those guys are now back in the mill uh, getting toward producing lumber. I think there's very much a perspective in the marketplace by lumber users that warehouser hopping back into production is going to cause a big supply shock and uh, send the the price trend of, you know, Western species downward and, you know, it, it, we'll see what happens, but the way I see it, I don't think it'll happen as quickly as many people are anticipating going through November and December. There's lots of production that gets taken offline from other sawmills for maintenance and, and, um, you know, whatever you might have there, but the warehouser mills, you know, it's not like, uh, starting up a Tesla and going 60 miles per hour. It, getting a mill back up and running takes quite a bit of time. And they did lose employees during that time. So I'm definitely advising all of my CMs I'm working with to keep your eyes peeled on that because it's not like the production just pops back up over day. Even they've got a, a distribution chain uh, throughout the West that's very strong. Those yards have been going out without warehouse production. Lots of their contract customers have uh, had to find wood elsewhere. So, you know, the the lumber pipeline, so to speak, is not busting out the seams with wood by any means, you know, and we're talking about candy bar size and whatnot. Demand is not as horrible as it might feel. I mean, we kind of lived in La La Land for a couple of years of just having through the roof. Kind of. Well, <laughs> totally. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, uh, the last couple of years were very, um, I think we said the words thankful and blessed and fortunate on every podcast we recorded. And a lot of people in the, in the component manufacturing sphere would agree you know, and this is kind of the old school kind of market. But we right? had to work, right? I mean, that was the big thing. It wasn't, you know, it was, it was that we were deemed, uh, what was the term? Central. Uh, central. 
right? It's like we right. all got to yeah. still keep our jobs and and so many people obviously weren't able to. And so, but yeah, I mean, you, you raise a lot of good points. Uh, you know, from what I'm seeing, if we, if we kind of move, move down south, you know, it's down to the south, southeast, we had Spruce. Spruce was kind of the, uh, kind of changed the tone, I felt like, kind of carried the flag this last round in terms of market trajectory. And we, we saw Spruce firmed up. Um, and really it was kind of interesting for the first time in a long time. And this is not normal. Two by six is over or outvaluing two by four, which you don't see that very often. Uh, and so that's kind of interesting, but anyways, so, so the Spruce market firmed up, we felt some, some, some good support there at the, at the levels that were being sold at that felt like it kind of rallied for a couple of weeks. And we were feeling that kind of settle a little bit. And I'm not saying it's going down right now, but if you had to pick up or down, I'll let you, you know, I, I, I'm not too uh, bullish. We'll say that. Um, I, I just, I think we still obviously face a lot of, of headwinds, um, kind of beating that term to death here, but we all know what they are. You know, the fed raised the interest rate, another three quarters of a point today, build their confidence, not good, but I do think there's some real real positives that are being done in our industry where the builder's not overbuilding it right now. Um, and I think from an economic standpoint, housing is on the front line in keeping um, this thing kind of pulled together right now in our economy. Um, home prices have continued. Yes, we're pulling some segment regions are pulling back in pricing a little bit, but because there's not an overabundance of housing, out there, it is keeping home prices elevated. And I think that is a good thing. It's keeping people in an equitable position in their homes. And so that's a good thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm going off down here. I want to get back and kind of talk about the market. I talked about spruce. I talked about how it firmed up, talked about how it's starting to feel like it's losing some steam, losing some, some momentum. On the flip side, yellow pine kind of came behind two weeks to the part, two weeks late to the party, and it's kind of finding its rhythm. More so on the wides, if you talk six inch, eight inch, and ten inch, it's primarily where we're seeing the the, the biggest kind of influx in pricing. And I should say, two by twelve is finding its stride too. Um, some of the longer lengths are still still a difficult sale, whether you're talking eighteen or twenty foot in length, really throughout all zones. Two by four is trying to find its way. It feels like most of the the uh, uh, you know bleeding is is finished for the, at least for now. But again, kind of the stands out are the, definitely the wides and the and the all in all bright light in the room is certainly the MSR and the stress grades. Very very difficult to source. I know we've been talking about this. I feel like months now, and really hasn't been a change there. Um, anything stress rated, any DSS material. Talking six inch and wider primarily, you can find it in the four inch, but it's been extremely difficult and seems to continue to be difficult. I don't know when that's, when it's going to free up. I, I hope at some point. I'm also a little, you know, skeptical on how long these elevated or this trend will continue as well. Um, it's just hard to see enough, enough reasons why it can versus why it won't. Maybe I screwed that up, <laughs> but I just, it, uh, you know, order files are out one to two weeks right now. I just, it's hard saying that I'm thinking that lumber is going to continue to rise, you know, through the end of, end of November and through December um, at this point. So I would say another, you've had a couple segments 
that are kind of standouts in this particular move in the market that have been idle. We've seen a lot of activities from treaters um, buying a fair amount of wood. They're one that really haven't taken place in any of this purchasing gone over the last few months. Um, but outside of that, they're, they're kind of that one standout where it's like, hey, th- they entered and everybody else kind of doing their, their cyclical buy where the market corrects for a few weeks and then they run it down and come in, buy a little bit of wood, but not too much. And then they're good and they run back and, 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 you know, use through their product, rinse, watch, repeat every 30, 45 days, kind of what that cycle feels like. So that extra support piece from that segment is certainly added another, I would say a log to the fire at this point. So anyways, we'll see where we go, but, um, we've had, had some differences there. We're starting to continue to see those freight rates in certain lanes, get more aggressive. You know, logistics has been much better. Um, Freight is moving through the South, which is great. Uh, we haven't seen anything in terms of rail congestion. We've had a couple of rail uh, or tracks that have, have had some mudslides and had some issues in certain, certain parts. And, uh, but, um, you know, nothing, nothing to really sound the alarm in terms of logistics, whether it's freight or, uh, or trucking. Things have been moving pretty well through the supply chain. Is that the same for you too, Ken? You not hearing anything about transportation being an issue? Uh, well, I mean, I hear issues about transportation all day long, but I would just <laughs> like to remind the viewers that a lumber trading floor is a large group of very emotional people. So while there's complaining, I think it's, it's relatively, the headaches are much, much smaller these days. Trucks are pretty available. If you have wood on the ground at the sawmill, you can typically get it moved that week or the next week. Maybe if you book it Thursday, Friday, right, it'll go the following. Freight rates are down. We still have fuel, fuel surcharges, but in general, prices are back down to reality and cars are very easy in the West. I've got Good. lots of, um, you know, the reloads that we run, we're not having late car shipping problems. The sawmills have cars coming in. I'm seeing no issues in rail right now. Okay. So can I actually want to ask you another question too, mentioning, you know, warehouses are coming back up and coming back online. You said that's not a quick process. From what you guys have witnessed in, you know, historical situations like this, what, how long does that take? Is it, you know, a few weeks? Is it more than that? Like, what does that look like? This one's a little different. Almost two months strike is a lot bigger than most. They typically get solved in seven to 14 days. Sure. So it's different. A lot. Um, I don't have an a, exact number on how many mill rights left that group of mills to go to other mills, but I do know there is other mills hiring guys because um, not everybody can wait two months or however long to right. go without, you know, a wage. So I think, uh, you know, they're producing lumber right now and they will continue to ramp up production. But I think okay. really when I say that it, it's a slow process, I mean, you know, they got to replenish a lot of things before they just pop up with open market wood. Contract holders, distribution centers, um, their whole infrastructure, they got to take care of that first. And then, you know, without saying any details that are uh, edited out of the podcast, typically in January, they have a few select customers that they pay very good attention to. And so typically without a strike, January, not a very big presence in the open market lumber trade. Okay. So, you know, where some people think, oh, they're open, we got, you know, wood coming out our ears again. It's just not, it's really not a realistic expectation to hold. It, I don't mean to say that it's not changing the trend of the trends up. The trend, like Justin is saying, is still down if you make, if you make you pick, but it's not, the price isn't bleeding. You can find some values, but it's, it's. Interesting. I heard one guy on the trading floor today make a comment about if 
a mill's looking to move something, it's it's you can't find someone to, to buy it. And if somebody's looking for a product, you can't find a mill to cover it. <laughs> I mean, it's a remarkable product to product market. And there's not a lot of um, synchronization right now. I'm not going to use no, the words squishy or choppy. No, keep but those that, out of the podcast. That's totally right. It's not a just a you know we in these last two years or you know going back since 2020, it's you had everything just moved in unison, right, right in big waves. Mm-hmm. And it's not we're back into kind of you know more more of a normal historical you know trading market where it's yeah you just don't have a lot of um, uniformity throughout the market. You know every mill is kind of facing their own thing that day. Um, but that doesn't mean the mill that's 30 miles down the road is facing the same issue or the same products. So yeah. Well, but it's a good market to the point I was saying earlier, right? Like uh, where the last few years were incredible, right? It's like the salmon jump in the boat and everybody needs, you know, there's enough salmon for everyone 10 times over, right? Well, maybe, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe a weird analogy, but what I'm saying is uh, it feels different now because it's a market where like before COVID, Right. Like you really got to get in there and do the business and earn it and fight for it. Right. Like there's no, there's no, um, oh, from nothing's given to you. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Right. But yeah, um, if you had wood, you could sell it very easily. Sure. Right. But like, well, but I don't mean to say like it's not like the sky's falling. Like it's not like there's no demand no, out there. No, like, no, yeah, no. It's, no. But it just feels They're still building 1.3 million houses. I mean, that's, that's phenomenal. I mean, I got in the business, we did 500. We couldn't give lumber away. So, the market's the market's still very good, and, and to go back to my kind of my point, I meant more on a macro level. This is a good thing. Like our industry is still in a really good spot, and I think with with the right leadership, and maybe you know, if it, we kind of get this, we get things under wrap, we get our inflation in check, we get fe- people feeling good again, figure out these wars and just this, these things that are coming at us, right? And rising interest rates try to quell inflation and. Again, I said housing's kind of on the front line right now of battling this stuff and facing this stuff. And I think we're doing a pretty good job. And I think a lot of lessons have been learned from decades past. And I think it's going to pull us through. And I think long-term in our industry, um, and I say long-term, I mean the next five to 10 years, because I feel uncomfortable saying anything past that, we get a few things straightened out. We're on a great course to build a lot of houses. Because we got to remember that vacuum is still in place where we were underbuilt for almost two decades, right? Versus population growth. The average, they say that, that to just to keep up was 1.4, 1.5 million houses, housing starts. Well, we didn't do that for a very right. long time, right? So we saw the, you know, through COVID and through these things, we saw this, this pent up demand kind of come to fruition and we couldn't handle it. Right. From the, from our loss of labor and loss of this and that. And, you know, that we, we suffered over, you know, 15 plus years. Um, it came to a head. You know, we had the ability to probably, uh, over the last year and a half, we had demand for well over 2 million starts. We had the, the wood to cover 1.7, 1.6. And we saw what that did to pricing. So we're going to be good for a long time. And, uh, we've got a little battle right now in front of us. That's really all it is. And I think everyone's aware of that and can see that for what it is. And I think anybody on the ground right now running a business feels really good about their business and where they're at. It's, um, but they've got to, you know, just like anybody, manage your business, manage it ac- accordingly and appropriately to uh, navigate whatever those times are. So but I think as an industry, we're in a great spot. 
So I want to give you guys an opportunity for final thoughts just in a moment. But I think there's this this thing in my head and I want to be like, all right, so we've been talking about this for the last couple of recordings. Like this is the new, the new normal, right? A little more stability, even if it is, we're not going to say choppy. But actually what I heard you guys say today is it's kind of the old normal. It's not the new normal. And that's a little bit of an interesting feeling and an interesting thing for you guys to say. So uh, as we as we think about what this normal, whatever it is, feels like, let's have some final thoughts before we wrap up the episode. The new normal is always what is the current balance between supply and demand, right? It's sure. Econ 101. Right now, we've got a pretty good balance between supply and demand. Um, and so it's, it's creating uh, not as high highs and not as low lows. There's no fear in the market. Things that we've touched on over the last, you know, several podcasts. Yeah, no emotion. Yeah, well, it's just we 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 ran out of emotion. <laughs> that could be true. We used it up over the last two years. We're a little bit desensitized, right? So, price is not the most important thing to a buyer every day on the phone. Is it part of sure. the equation? Absolutely. Is the most important? Not necessarily. Um, shipment very important, right? So, if you're running a, an, an inventory and you want to keep your cash not in your inventory, not in your lumber, in other places, managing that place and when it ships is, is, is vitally important. And maybe you'll pay a little bit more because of that. And that's okay. But I'm going to manage my business the way I need to manage it. You know, as we push through the kind of the last final push of this year with holidays and such, um, everyone is still in a spot that I think for the most part, you can get the products you need. And I know I touched on the MSR. You definitely got to stay in front of that and make sure you've got some good friends that can help you out if that's an integral part of your business. I know a lot of folks have been using a number one in lieu of, but yeah, if you've got to kind of stay sharp on um, those certain products, if it's one of those things in one of those categories, it's a tough find and tough to get. You got to make sure you're staying active and staying in front with your guys and make sure that you get the first look at those products. Outside of that, um, you may see some some small price in uh, uh, escalation at times. And then I think you'll see a, a reprieve in kind of a quieter setting that you can hop back in. So uh, I, I don't think the show will pass you by by any means. I think you stay active again, stay in front of those products that uh, are people that you need those uh, key products. But um, I don't think there's anything to necessarily fear uh, as we finish out the year. Ken? Uh, time for him for users to show up to the party. There's going to be very, very little hem fur through the end of the year in terms of cord stock. That is, uh, if you buy cord stock hem fur or hem fur cord stock, it is definitely time to participate. Like Doug fur cord stock is readily available and not in as high of demand seasonally as it like should be. So maybe, uh, call your Uber, go home for a little bit. If you're a Canadian MSR user, the Canadian market's really good. So a lot of that's going to be staying up, up in, uh, on their side of the fence. And any of your web stocks, doesn't matter what species out of the West, I think you're in the driver's seat and you get to dictate who, what, when, where, why, how on that one. So, um, I, I think everything we've said so far is pretty valid. You definitely want to stay on top of things. Uh, don't be lulled to sleep because of what time of the year it is. I mean, our morning meeting today started with the, the whole group talking about how traditionally November and December are two of, of the sneaky, busy and upward trending market months of the year. So it's a good time to stay on the ball. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our episode for this week. Justin, Ken, thank you so much for your continued expertise and enthusiasm. As always, I've enjoyed our time together, albeit brief, but I look forward to the next installment of Lumber Connection. 
Thanks, Molly. Thanks, Molly. Thanks, Jess. See you guys soon. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.